Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Numbers 5. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would want to be holy to you, set apart for you, faithful to you, and not chasing after other things. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Numbers 5 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Command the Israelites, they must send everyone from the camp who is afflicted with a rash, everyone with a fluid discharge, and everyone unclean through contact with a corpse. You will send away both male and female. You will send them outside the camp. They must not make unclean their camps, where I am dwelling in their midst. So the Israelites did so. They sent them away outside the camp, just as Yahweh spoke to Moses. So did the Israelites. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites. When a man or woman commits any of the sins of humankind by acting unfaithfully, it is a sin against Yahweh, and that person will be guilty. They will confess their sin that they did, and will make restitution for their guilt by adding a fifth to it, and giving it to whomever was wronged. But if the man does not have a Redeemer to make restitution to him for the reparation, the reparation is to be given to Yahweh, for the priest, in addition to the ram of atonement by which atonement is made for him, and every contribution of all the holy objects of the Israelites that they bring to the priest for him will be his. The holy objects of a man will be for him. Whatever he gives to the priest will be for him. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, If any man's wife goes astray and acts unfaithfully to him, and a man sleeps with her and ejaculates, and it is hidden from the eyes of her husband, and she is concealed, although she is defiled, and there is no witness against her, and she was not caught. If a spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife, and she is defiled, or if a spirit of jealousy comes over him, and he is jealous of his wife, but she is not defiled, he will bring his wife to the priest, and he will bring her offering for her, one-tenth of an ephah of flour. He will not pour oil on it, and he will not put frankincense on it, because it is a grain offering of jealousy, a grain offering of remembering, a reminding of guilt. Then the priest will bring her near and present her before Yahweh. The priest will take holy waters in a clay vessel, and from the dust that is on the floor of the tabernacle, and the priest will put it into the waters. And the priest will present the woman before Yahweh, and he will uncover the head of the woman. He will then put in her hands the grain offering of the remembering, which is the grain offering of jealousy. And in the hand of the priest will be the waters of bitterness that brings a curse. Then the priest will make her swear an oath, and he will say to the woman, If a man has not slept with you, and if you have not had an impurity affair under your husband, Go unpunished from the waters of bitterness that brings this curse. But if you have had an affair under your husband, and if you are defiled and a man other than your husband had intercourse with you, the priest will make the woman swear an oath of the sworn oath of the curse. The priest will say to the woman, May Yahweh give you a curse and a sworn oath in the midst of your people, with Yahweh making your hip fall away and your stomach swollen. And these waters that bring a curse will go into your intestines to cause your womb to swell and to make your hip fall away. 
And the woman will say, Amen, Amen. And the priest will write these curses on the scroll, and he will wipe them off into the waters of the bitterness. He will make the woman drink the waters of the bitterness that brings a curse, and the waters of bitterness that bring a curse will go into her. The priest will take the grain offering of jealousy from the hand of the woman, and he will wave the grain offering before Yahweh, and he will present it to the altar. The priest will grasp her memorial offering from the grain offering, and he will turn it into smoke on the altar, and afterward he will make the woman drink the waters. When he has made her drink the waters, it will come about, if she has defiled herself and acted unfaithfully to her husband, and the waters of bitterness that bring a curse go into her, and her stomach swells and her hip falls away, the woman will be as a curse in the midst of her people. And if the woman is not defiled and she is pure, she will go unpunished and be able to conceive children. This is the regulation of jealousy when a woman has an affair under her husband and she is defiled, or when a spirit of jealousy comes over a man and he is jealous of his wife. He will present the woman before Yahweh, and the priest will do to her all of this law. The man will go unpunished from guilt, and the woman, she will bear her guilt. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In the first chapters, God was organizing the camp. They numbered the fighting men. They set the place for each tribe to camp, and the Levites were stationed around the tabernacle and given duties for the transport of the tabernacle. Now Yahweh gives commands for setting a part of the people as holy to him. It starts with putting anyone unclean outside the camp. The camp must be holy. Then we have rules for dealing properly with other people. If someone does not deal fairly with another person, they must make it right by paying the person back plus 20%. If they wait too long to make it right and the person is dead, then they have to pay the closest relative. They are called the redeemer here, because they are the close relative who would buy back property if the person had to sell it. We have a similar idea today with the phrase next of kin. But if there isn't a close relative available to pay the money back to, then they must give the money to God, to the priests. In all of these cases, they must bring a sin offering as well. We read the details of that in Leviticus. Then we have this special rule about what a man should do if he suspects that his wife has not been faithful to him, but he doesn't have any proof. There is the possibility that he might mistreat his wife, so this is a way to resolve the issue without the man sinning against his wife. So Yahweh starts out by saying either she was unfaithful, or she wasn't, but her husband is jealous and thinks that she was unfaithful. Then the man is to bring his wife to the priest, and bring a special offering of grain. Then the priest will prepare some holy water. I presume that this water would come from the laver. He would take dust from the floor of the tabernacle and put it in the water. Then the priest would have her swear an oath before God that if she has been unfaithful, may God curse her with this disease. The priest will write this on a scroll and then wipe the writing off into the water. We aren't sure what they used for ink, but it may have been made from ashes. Then the priest would offer the grain offering to God and then have the woman drink the water. And then she would either get the terrible disease or not. So it is up to God to punish her if she has sinned. And if she hasn't, then she will be fine. And Yahweh says she will be able to have children. He ends with verse 31. The man will go unpunished from guilt, and the woman, she will bear her guilt. 
which I take to mean that the husband will not sin against the woman in his jealousy, but will give it to God to deal with. And now for a deeper dive. In Numbers, we are organizing the camp for war, and it seems odd that we are back to talking about holiness again. But being holy to God is the only way that they will win battles. They aren't going to win in their own strength. They will only win if God is fighting for them. So holiness is the highest importance. Now, this rule for jealousy may seem a little random. And on the surface, it does accomplish one thing. It gives a jealous husband a way to handle his jealousy without sinning. But marriage is not just a human thing that we do for our pleasure. It is a picture of spiritual things. And you will notice that there is not a corresponding rule for when a wife is jealous of her husband. In fact, polygamy was allowed under the law of Moses. If a man had sex with an unmarried woman, then he was supposed to get married to her. It didn't matter if he was already married. He could take a second wife. So the relationship was not equal. Now, I do not want to encourage polygamy today. When God established marriage in Genesis 2, it was one man and one woman. And one of the qualifications for an elder in the New Testament is to be the husband of one wife. And when we see people in the Old Testament with multiple wives, it is generally not a positive thing. But the picture is of God and his people. The Israelites are God's wife. Yahweh is the husband. So, if the people of Yahweh are unfaithful to him and go after other gods, then they are going to have a terrible time and die. Yahweh may have people other than the Israelites, but that does not make him unfaithful. God is always faithful, even when his people are not faithful. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.